Hello there, and welcome to a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing podcast. My name is Stacy, and I'm the DM. So come with me and my good friend Mick. Join us in our weekly discussion about our campaign. Listen to our successes and failures while trying to flex our role-playing muscle. The funny bits, the dumb bits, and the all-round good time that comes with this great activity. The cast is Eldrum, a male Asmar warlock with his pixie familiar Sill. Then there's Morden Kell, a male elven rogue slash monk, and his brother Ventus, a male drow rogue. And of course you know Mick, who plays Calidus Magnus Lunior, a male elf-marked wizard. And now I'm pleased to introduce Saber, a binary gear-forged paladin whose soul gem is hidden behind his asshatch. The campaign setting is the Southlands from Cobalt Press. We're using the D&D 5e ruleset and we game using the Fantasy Grounds virtual tabletop. So that's the cast, that's the campaign. Now, welcome to the show. In this episode, the Grey Company stands on shaky legs, having barely survived their encounter with the Sultan Shukri Nil Mochatur. The chaotic nature of Calidus's Vrillstone proved useless in defeating the Sultan. His use of the stone, while the rest of his team was down, nearly caused a TPK. But, <laughs> somehow, they survived. As they slowly pick themselves up, using what little healing is left, they face a new conundrum. How do they persuade and deceive Sweet Hasna, and prevent her from claiming the corpse of her brother? I mean, she's got papers signed by Akman Sut, guardian of coins for the Council of Sand. Calidus falls on top of the corpse of the scholar. How clumsy. Or is it? Did he just pocket something? Here is where a DM learns to be quiet and let the players have their moments. Pallbearers tumble into the mortuary. There is a disturbance outside that has given them a fright. Can the Grey Company find an opportunity? Back and forth banter over lineage continues. The pallbearers huddled behind their employer, and outside, the bustle of life goes quiet. Just when the dust is finally starting to settle, the reinforced door of the mortuary is smashed asunder. Enter Saber, gear-forged paladin, self-aware battle robot. Who in the hell is this person-being thing that has crashed their party? The Grey Company must cast Speak with the Dead before the ticks and talks of their clock runs out. Want to know more? Then sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Okay, so what happened this past week in our campaign session... We started out with everybody nearly dead in the mortuary from the last session after the fireball incident. So we're starting up now. We've got the sweet Hasna is in there with the were crocodile. They are standing over the body of the Sultan that they've, they've managed to take out while, while you guys have, you've been running around with Elbrum trying to heal the other two guys to bring them back to consciousness. So that's where we started, and yes, of course, first thing was, who gets the body of the scholar? Yes. 
And Hasla, of course, she's still, I want the body, I want the body, I want the body. Well, Calidus' starting point was to, while they're all looking at the Sultan, to go over the Sultan and see what he was carrying and to grab it before... From the scholar, so yeah. From the dead scholar, yeah. Yeah, so Calidus drops down prone on top of the, the dead body of the scholar, which was the, the where crocodile had been taking that body and was heading towards the stairs when Morden, with his whip, managed to snag the body and pull the body from the shoulders. And that was just before the fireball smashed and, and basically took everybody out. And the only people who managed to stand up to that fireball was the were crocodile and Sweet Hasna. So clearly they were strong enough to deal with the damage. And then they came over to deal with the Sultan. You just happened to be beside the Sultan when all this happened, so you avoided the fireball. And so then you went over there because the body was left alone. You took care of getting a couple of your friends awake so that they could do stuff, and then you went and and jumped on top of the body and started searching. Yeah. And you got lucky, too, because you rolled really well with your investigation check, so I was like, yeah, you found the purse. That was lucky. So we got the purse, which is a good thing. Which is completely... (laughs) <laughs> Calidus says nothing about the purse at all to anybody for the longest period. Yeah, well, of course, you can't say, hey, look what I've got. Yeah. You have to yeah. wait for your moment, and yeah. the moment didn't come. Yeah, and that was, that was good, because I, I actually, I liked that, Calidus. You, you specifically were not going to say anything because Hasna was there, and you didn't want any out-of-character stuff to go into her ears at all. No. And I was, I was just like, I sent you a couple of whispered messages, like, yeah. yeah, you've got this, you've got this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just quiet. It's like, yeah, it's like, nothing's going to go. And yeah. I was just like, oh, he just doesn't want to say anything. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is if you say you've got, got I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's role-playing. So if you if you say to the other guys, I've got it, and she's in the room. Got what? And they're going to be sitting there going, oh, well, we don't have to ask questions. We don't have to do anything. He's yeah. already got it, so yeah. it's all, all good. This yeah. way they had to. And they were when they well, talked about really the poem. Because they were sitting there. Talking about, you know, there's a poem, we need to find the poem. And they're going like, what the fuck's the poem? Well, and, and, and I like because you had the purse and I, I basically gave the purse to your inventory right away. And yeah. so you knew what was there. And then Ventus was just going on and trying to convince her, like, what do you want the body for? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And then I was just like, I know that there's something else going on that nobody is aware of. And I, I gave hints at it and nobody's picked up on it yet. And so all of a sudden the other pole bearers that were under Haska's employee come barreling into the room and they're like, there's crap outside the door. You know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I was sitting there thinking, what do I need to do? Because I know these events really need to happen. And it, it was really interesting to see how you guys managed to convince the were crocodile to go out to deal with this while Hasna still stayed there. And at the same time, trying to, Keep the body, whereas you you already had what needed to be had, and the other guys didn't know, and they were sitting there trying to work Hasna to what do you want the body for? What are you doing? Blah blah yeah. blah, and not <clears throat> get into a fight because you guys are all like one hit point. Two of us have got one hit point, so we're not looking too good. Yeah, and we still don't know why Hasna wants the body. We never did find it out. No, well, at the end you did. You did mm-hmm. find out that. Now I don't know if you put put together all of the clues. But you did find out that she was looking, she was looking for, for, the, other half the, for the other half of the poem. Yes. And who has the other half of the poem? But well, now you know for sure that she's working for 
the leader of the dog of Bastet, because she gave him the other half of the poem. And we don't know why she's, and she made at some point in time a comment that she would be killed if she didn't come back with it all. She yes. gave a hint that she could be turned. She might, it might be possible that she could come across to our side if we could guarantee her safety. Yeah. So, but she's not, I mean, the thing is, is she's not an idiot. So I know you guys convinced her to stay with us, stay with us. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, look, you know, I'm better off on my own. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not going to stick around. You know now that the, he would kill me if I don't come with this. So fine if it's not on his body. And she has no clue that you found it because you were no. very, very, you made a point of, you guys came up with this elaborate plan of she's going to be in the coffin <laughs> with the scholar's body. You're going to head back to Karima's, but she would meet Karima on her own time. So she jumped out of the thing and then took off. As soon as she was gone, that's when Callus was like, okay, guys, guess what I got? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, ah, okay. I So now I, I see exactly where Callus was coming from. And so that was really funny because I kept wanting for like two hours of the session, when's Calidus going to spill Well, I was waiting for her. I was hoping we would all get in the room together and she would be on the outside with the door closed, Yeah. at which point I could tell them. Yeah, and I know you, you were asking this question. The guys were like, no, no. So, yeah. she, no, we're not closing the door. Door's open. And so none of them caught on to what no. you were doing. And, and I wasn't about to let you guys have her on the other side with the body in this room because she wouldn't. She wouldn't because no, no, she, she wouldn't. wasn't going to yeah, let you the right. body out of her sight. Yeah. Anyway, we did do the speak with the dead. Eventually, we did the speak yeah. with the dead. Yeah. Interestingly, in the process of... Oh, no, we haven't done... We did have a visitor came. Our friendly new player. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. So um, we've got our new player now who's replaced <coughs> the, the barbarian who kind of disappeared into the yeah. wind. So now you guys have got a gear forged. And right away, Morden is sitting there trying to look for a trapdoor. <laughs> And, and I, I, to be honest, I, 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 it's clear that the Gearforged guy, I, my, my first opinion is, is he's a quiet player because he did not roleplay it up about some guy trying to poke and prod at him, his character. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, if I'm yeah. playing someone and they're poking and prodding me, I'd be like, yeah, I slapped him away. <laughs> Who are you to be poking at my, I do a Gearforged fart or something. Yeah. So. We have him. Yeah, it's a beautiful new character. And, and, and he can carry heavy weights, so yeah, that's a plus. Yeah, yeah, so he can carry. And he destroyed, <laughs> he destroyed, the, door. He destroyed the iron door to, yes. the, to the thing. And then you guys are like, we got to make it look like no evidence, no evidence. And man, you guys rolled so poorly. And we all rolled a bunch of threes and fours. <laughs> yeah. So, so our theater, it was performance, was it? Performance? Yeah, it was, it was a performance to clean up the scenes, so just clean up the evidence. Was it bad? Good. Yeah. So, and then, but at least you, when you guys met up with Karima, you, you mentioned that, and so she can send a, a cleanup crew. And I did like the way that the crew was just dispatched as a matter of fact thing. It's like, oh, a cleanup in aisle five, not a problem. And they just, a couple of them just trotted off to, to clean up. Yeah. yeah. And if you could replace the door, that'd be good, not a problem. So. I was actually waiting to see, because Elbram has been doing this business of trying to flirt with Karima. So I was waiting to see. Would he flirt in front of the gnolls? Because I wanted that to actually happen because I was going to have the gnolls jumble. Yeah. Because the thing is, they. That would be a thing. The gnolls are. The male gnolls are like over there. I mean, it's it's almost as if she's cast a spell on them 
how attracted the male moles are to this, this mm. female, but they, she hasn't. It's just, it's just very city. Well, it, it, there, there, there might be something more to it, but it's not that she's actually casting a spell, but yeah, I wanted something to happen like that. And I, I think I played it up enough that he probably has got a clue now that if he's going to be aggressively flirting with her in the front of male moles, he's going to have oh, I don't think he's got that message at all. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. No, I think that, that, I think that the flirting will continue on for a while. Yeah. Yeah, but there was no, no battle this time around. I, I think that you guys ended up making some good, smart decisions to avoid uh, getting yourselves caught up in, in a situation where it was going to happen. Because, like I said, I, I had uh, some knowledge that you guys don't have. And actually, you know, that's interesting because there, there was – I tried to to point out a few things, give you a few clues to make you guys ask questions about certain things that I wanted you guys to – come across of, and you didn't. And so that's actually changed a lot of how I'm going to have to play. What were the clues that you were giving us? Were they that unsubtle that we couldn't pick them up? Well, the handprints that were over the the body of the scholar, I I don't think you guys caught into where I was trying to get with that. No, we didn't get that. The assumption for that was that the body had been searched by something small, and that, that small person thing was hidden somewhere in the room and possibly holding the necklace that's gone missing. I'm glad that you actually picked up on the fact that there, he was wearing a necklace. I tried to... Oh, that was <laughs> it. No, no. <laughs> I we, tried to paint a picture that. about that one, but we, I, I we, want... We got that, and, we, and the assumption is that the necklace is with the creature with the small hands, mm. but there's no... And we didn't find the creature with the small hands. And we have no indication as to what it is. And the funny thing is, is I've been trying to sit there and and suggest to you guys. It's like the hand prints are definitely not the size of a man's hands. And they're not the size of a child's hands. And I was thinking, well, there's only one logical. One of the guys picked up and said, it's it's a woman. Yeah. 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 But it's also, there was some confusion about whether it was human or not as well. Yeah. Originally, I was going down the road of, to be honest, this is where the module messed up because in, in the module they said gnolls, but then I know who has done it and the, the who is not a gnoll. So they actually made a mistake and they've done it a few times. Like for, I know in the campaign settings, they talk about the high priestess of the city. They say, oh God, was it a were tiger? But they say something about a were tri- or a were lion like once and everywhere else it's were panther, were panther, were panther. So oh, there's okay. like, Every once in a while, it's like two people are writing and one guy in his mind is thinking this and this other guy who knows more has thought that. It's happened a couple of times where it's just like, oh, so is she a wearline or is she a wear panther? And in this case, inside the module, they say covered with the female mole handprints and it tells you who did it and, and that person is not, a, is not a, a female mole. And I was like, oh, shit, no, sorry. It's a female human. So yeah, and I think that we got to that, and, and yes, we got to that, and it was clear that you were you got thrown by that one as well. Yeah, got because, it, because of the, the misprint. Because there. Wasn't it, yeah, it was like, hang on, a wait a minute, a misprint. That's not right. And then yeah, so we look. Yeah, so it is a female human, and we yeah, and the female human isn't there. So well, and I, I, I was and, surprised because I love thought... to ask the question: Do we know the female human? But we probably can't ask that because there's no way. Yeah, well, you know that that's one of those things, you know, because like. We've had this discussion before where with the West Marches and stuff like that, 
a lot of people are like, if I go here, can I see? And I stopped saying yes or no. It's like, well, go there and try. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell you to give you advanced knowledge because that is metagaming too. You know, if you want to know, can you hit that person from there? Well, go do it. And I mean, realistically, within Fantasy Grounds, you can draw a line. And if you draw a line and you get there and you see, I'm not going to tell you. If you draw your line and you still got a question, I'm still not going to tell you. Right. Go That's there right. and find. If you draw your line, I mean, they're inside the player's handbook. It says how partial cover and three-quarters covers work. When you're looking at a, a square, you know, draw a line here, here, and here. You should know. Yeah. You should know. And, I mean, if there's looks like there's ridges and stuff like that, well, what does common sense tell you if there's ridges? Just yeah, use your common right. sense. Because... You're sitting there and you're saying, you're hoping that I'm going to say, well, from the look of the terrain, sure, go ahead. No, I'm not going to give you that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But You've got to go and there again, and try. And again, we look at this one here in, in this particular scenario. You know, we've got the guy cutting in soot. We haven't determined if he was cutting in soot before he got here or after he got here. So, you know, the assumption is that he got cutting in soot after he got here. I think I probably then, did a bad description because what, what I intended to, to imply there was the soot came from whoever was searching his body. Oh, we, we got it the other way around, is that his body was covered in soot and there were handprints where he'd been touched. Yeah. Okay, well, it doesn't really matter then. It means it well, at the, at the end of the day, the end of I mean, day. my giving this penalty <laughs> is not a big, a big deal. At the end of the day, the, the, for me, well, where I wanted right. you guys to see was, well, where does the soot come from? Yeah, you well, know well, that well, he well, was well, searched well, by a body, so that yeah. implies what? It implies a thief, right? Yeah. So, how did the thief get in? Who knows? Well, they come down the chimney, but well, yes, they're, that's they're, where the soot would come from. Yeah, right. So there's, but the, we still have this thing of like, yeah, they came down the chimney and then they disappeared, probably up the chimney. Yeah, who knows? And and but this we, is where I wanted to try in because we we, we, we we still have this. When our problem now becomes, it's just another added puzzle. To solve, yeah, and, along and with here, the rest of them. And this is this and, is where at the beginning, though, when the rogues were sitting there, like, well, how do we get in there? And they were talking about going to the chimney. I was just like, I tried to let them say, absolutely, why not go down the chimney? It is a difficult, it's going to be a difficult climb. It's during yeah. the day, you're trying to do this, you're going to get noticed, but why not? And then it would work really well with drawing the parallel. Well, someone else came down the chimney and put, got their sooty fingerprints everywhere. Okay, yeah. well, who the hell did this? I think lowering yourself into a burning fire would be a bit of an issue. But it's, I mean, it's, the thing is, is when you look at that and you've seen that there are chandeliers, and one of the guys like, well, can I jump on the chandelier? And I was like, yeah, it'll hold you. Because, you know, that question had been asked and I provided the answers, but nobody's sitting there thinking, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Like, it was like when I was telling you about that, that other scenario where I walked into this dwarven stronghold and there's a couple of thrones. As a dwarf, why wouldn't I sit on a dwarven throne? Yeah. I'm There's a chandelier here that looks like it will support yeah. my weight. Why wouldn't I do it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are two ways in, and that was one of them. Yeah. We took the easy one. Yeah. Anyway, the, the necklace has gone to wherever the necklace has gone by, whoever took it. Yeah. And we have no idea who that is. And what, um, what was the necklace? What was the necklace, and mm. was it some, was it part of the But problem? you found... Half of the rhyme. We found half of the rhyme and, and half of the rhyme. You know, the other half is with Abdul. Yeah, Abdul. And whether we can come up with some kind of deal. Yeah. I, I think our issue now is that we are so, so buggered and we, we, uh, again, we're back in that situation of a whole raft of pieces of information 
Yep. And we're also in a situation we don't have to do anything. We are not. We have we have achieved the outcome we were required to do, which was to deliver the body. Yep. Um, and that is the end of our commitment at this stage. Yep. To doing anything after that, we're on our own. Clearly, there will be more that that needs to be done. Karina's going to want something, and uh, well, the whole the her whole point was she wanted you guys to find the idol, and. As part of finding the idol, her scholar friend was doing this investigation. Let's find the scholar. Okay, we're going to go find the scholar. Oh, hell, he's dead. Well, let's get his body and let's let's find out what the hell he learned because we still need to find the idol. It, it, yes. Well, if we want to go hunting for it. Mm-hmm. And, like, and we need to sort of do this regrouping process of... Well, this, this is um, one of those the, things too, though. Tent, I mean, regroup, recover. You guys... And determine how we're going to go and do the next step. And clearly the next step is take the poem, and it's either go to Abdul and figure out what to do, or it's take the half of the poem that we've got, which is sort of says, you know, go down the river and up the river and 24 leagues by three leagues. And Yeah, and, that, that's, that, and that's the thing too is that, you know, can you put the clues together to figure out where to that? By the time I, I, I have to wonder how much I'm going to have to help you guys with that one. Or I was going to say, by the time process. the week has gone by, the statement that was made, there was a statement made by someone about an island in the river and there's half a palm. But by the time we get to next week, it's whether the guys will actually have remembered well, how much they will have remembered. Revealing the poem again is not a big deal. Yeah. So to me, my expectation is, here's the poem. You guys are looking at the map of Pervasset. Can you work something out from that? Yeah. Hopefully you should go and figure it out. And, and, and what can you figure out from that? Are you going to need the second half? So if you're going to have to need the second half, what are you going to do? Here's the thing, too. Like, Do you remember um, when you guys met with Karima the first time and she was telling you guys about the idol? You guys told her something that she didn't She didn't know. This was when we gave her the eye. When you gave her the eye. We told her about the Tuscali. That's right. And so all of a sudden now, she didn't know about the Tuscali, and now she's like, the Tuscali are asking about the idol. So all of a sudden now... I thought that, that you guys yourselves created enough motivation to continue on because you told her stuff that she didn't know, and now she's like, oh, God, the Tuscali are involved with this. I actually thought it was the Tuscali that were outside trying to get in when we were at the Undertaker's place, at the, mm. at the crematorium, mm. because she said they were scratching at the door, and mm. it's like, okay, they're scratching at the door. We need to find out who the fight you know, was between. I wonder if someone has actually read the module because... One of the guys very quickly said, oh, it's the ghouls. And I was just like, how does he know that? And then, of course, I painted the What's picture the... that it was the pur- purple-skinned ones with the crazy long tongues. And, the, well, gas, not ghouls. Yeah. Uh, you got ghouls here. Gas are like the smarter ghouls is what they are. The gas were the ones that came to... One gas came, came, came to, to Hakan's house and was yeah. talking about sister. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I wondered, because when, when he said that, mm. it was, how did he get to, the, yes. to that? Yes. Because my recollection of, of that interaction was that they weren't scratching at, at, at that or point, anything like that. There was nothing that... Well, at this point, all, all I said was the, the palm bears came running in, and they're talking about there's some creatures coming, and then someone, I thought there was someone said the ghouls, and I was really surprised that they said that, because I was like, I don't think I gave away enough to come to that conclusion. No, so I, I wondered that whether or not one of them had been reading the module. Now, 
as I far thought, as I thought you said there was some scratching at the door. Well, the, the palm bearers came running in Did they because they were running in from whatever was was outside that just came out, that just arrived. Yeah. And then they said it was the pale skin, blah, blah, blah. And that was, okay, yes, clearly it's the ghasts. But for me, I'm not really following the module at all. I didn't think that you said that, which is why when he leapt, when he leapt to the ghouls, yeah. I'd already gone from the scratching comment mm. to the Toscali. Mm. Yeah. And so they, the two of us were on two different... Well, and, and, but that's but I, at the same but, time, I was actually typing notes as yeah. well. So, well, and, and here's the thing too, like, I, I didn't see how he could jump to that conclusion unless he read the module, but even then, in the module, the ghouls, the mention of the, the ghasts is just a, a part of something that can happen. Where and yeah. when that happens is completely arbitrary and up to me, and I just throw them in wherever. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, now I actually think that someone has bought the module and has read ahead, which well, is a shame because, I mean... Possibly, but in that, in that scenario, uh, we never found out because we didn't, I mean, as part of the whole thing of carrying the coffin out, we didn't actually stop to look what had happened outside mm. to see if there was any information we mm. could get from that. It was more, uh, let's just disappear off yeah. that subject. I think there was a, a bit of panic, not panic, mm. but overwhelmingness, he says, inventing a new word, mm. at the end of that, mm. at the end of that fight, I think there was a certain amount of being overwhelmed by information possibilities, mm. where to go, what to do. And I don't think that we handled it as well as we've handled some of the other situations. Well, I, I, I think we did others much better. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait and see now how things go with this next session and what is suggested to see whether or not some guys have got been reading ahead. Because I think now what I'm going to be doing is I might switch up quite a few things now I mean, the, the idea of you what need needs to, test, to happen. You need to test the read ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah. First, by, by de- delivering I'm a, a modified a read ahead situation mm-hmm. that they would only know, mm-hmm. that someone would know this is what you did mm-hmm. and, and deliver that and go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I think that the, um, to me, I think that the next thing to bring it back on track needs to be delivering the house because pers- persuading them to go back to Daryl and the team Right, yeah. as opposed to go back to the company house. Because yeah. our next well, step needs to be is, is to go back to Daryl in the tent. How much in time the... in campaign time has to pass before? Because, like, I'm just like, well, you guys, we, that... in campaign time, we have been doing this for uh, not a, a, it's a day. day. It's been a day. It's like, we are now at, like, 5 o'clock in the afternoon or something. Yeah. And, and, it's and like I think everybody is thinking, like, We've been out there for three or four days banging away at this, but no, it's only five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And so we are getting overwhelmed. You can, there's this sense of being overwhelmed by what's happened in a day, which when if you actually go back and go, it's only been a day, guys, it's not. It's not that, that much. Because pack up, I mean, go to your tent, fix up your issues, figure out what you're going to find. I mean, if you, if you look at it, what, what has happened, you guys woke up in the morning, you had an invitation from the pallet court, yeah. you went shopping. You yeah. went and, and, and you spent the whole morning shopping. Then you met Karima in the afternoon. You went to go and find this stuff. You went to go and find the professor. You found out he was dead. You moved on to go and get some paperwork done. So you did a lot of stuff in, you know, in five day. hours that got you to the point where you're, you, you did this and it's the end of the day. You got this, got this information. Yeah. yeah. It's time just, okay. 
has has Karima managed to arrange to have you guys a house? And from my point of view, it'll take a couple of days. Yeah. So you guys are still stuck out in your 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 tent. Yeah. And I think we need to. And I think this is the thing: is that at the end of this whole thing, they will be standing outside, and there's going to need to be this consolidate the loop, go back to the yeah. tent, have a rest, figure out the next step. And, but the thing is, for me, is have a conversation. in real life, a lot of time has passed, and it seems like a lot of information. But not really. I mean, if you look at personal life, you know, you've got bills to pay and stuff. Like the amount of stuff that happens in a day is still quite a bit. Here, it, it seems like a lot because you guys have to remember it between sessions. I think it's also that it's different. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, we don't go and break into yeah, true, and, true. and so we're trying to remember things that we wouldn't normally do yeah. and how we would react to situations that we would never, ever be in. And, and the thing is, too, is when you get in a battle... I mean, the battle takes you a full three hours, but in real life, it was less than 10 <laughs> rounds. 10 yeah. rounds is one minute. Yeah. Yes, it is. It, so, and, you know, and that, that that's the thing. It's skew, well. time gets so easily skewed and stuff like this. And it's always just like, no, it hasn't been a day, guys. You don't yeah. have the house. No. And I think that, that we are here. We need to regroup, consolidate. Yeah, and, and for me, it's, stuff. Find out what, as, what we don't want. What as we the need, GM, for me, the, the important things are: it's a hot day, guys. You know, if you're all dressed up in all of your metal gear, you're going to have exhaustion. Hey, guys, it's only been a day. No, the, the NPC is not going to be working miracles and have an apartment fully furnished and ready for you guys with a punch pool. Yeah, like need to have a punch pool. Sorry, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and and to what extent? Would she do this for you when you guys have not yet? We didn't do this. So you, we you gave her the, the eye, and, and then so what? So what? You given her the eye. We gave her the eye, and we given her another piece of the puzzle in where this could be going. Mm-hmm. We didn't deliver on the cannibalism. No, that was like that didn't happen. And that's just it. I mean, and, the assumption and there was, was there was a barrel that we didn't look in, which I'm assuming contained the pickled body parts. Well, this this is just it. Um, I mean, here's the thing: is you know that he's a cannibal, very clearly. But he's clearly been doing this for a long, long time. Mm. So he's not an idiot. Does he leave evidence around? And you're just like, well, here's you know the big red herring. He, he's a cannibal, let's go to the police. And I was just like, it's not so simple. And I, I think that's that's one of those things where the people are just yeah, like, that, oh, I actually completely that up because I, I kept thinking that we were there because of the lieutenant, uh, the sergeant. Not because of Karina. So when I kept saying go to the police, I was getting my people mixed up. Mm. I was getting my uh, sergeant, whatever her name is, mixed up with Karina, and that didn't go well. No. Fortunately, someone figured it out. I didn't figure it out until the end of the session. Hang on a minute. I kept referring to the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, had we found the evidence of cannibalism, which, as you say, you, you wouldn't have seen. I mean, the only way <laughs> you guys could have had a cannibalism scenario turn to your advantage would be someone needed to have survived and you would have needed to, to have them willing to admit to it because yeah. there's no other way. Yeah. But you killed all the other gnolls. Yeah, so they're all gone. <laughs> and you killed all the Sultan's buddies. So, I mean, how was the Sultan going to react? If you had not delayed Hasna and a crocodile enough so that they would have been took a negative action because they weren't going to attack the Sultan. They had no reason to attack the Sultan. Get the body, get out. That's all they wanted to do. But you guys delayed things enough that they got blasted by the fireball. That was enough for them to get involved. 
if they had not gotten involved, you guys would have gotten another blast by another fireball, and you would have been yeah. well. Paladin would have been the and, only survivor, and, my, and that was my my position right at the top was that there was no way we'd already been told that he was a very powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, the more people we had in there, even if we even if the and, sister was a dummy, that was like. Yeah, we should have had her in there, and we should have. Had and her and I mean, it, it's complete luck on your guys' side because I was sitting there thinking, <clears throat> I'm going to put him in a position where he's going to blast you. At this point, I, with my involvement with the West Marches and this, I have no qualms about if you guys do stupid stuff, there Die. will be consequences, and you can have a, a TPK. And you know, will that will the guys be upset? I mean, the way I'm looking at it is. There are going to be consequences, guys. And I'm hoping that I'm painting enough of a picture of a world that you want to live in where this <laughs> clearly Morgan keeps wanting to die. He keeps wanting to roll a new character. So, yeah. I mean, is. And, and, they, and, and they do push. They're pushing the, the scenarios where we end up in a fight where it's clear the others don't want to go there. Mm. Which is a. Yeah, and that, and that could end up being an issue. But I, I guess I, I guess that's actually a good question because he was doing a lot of silly stuff. But then again, his, the silly stuff that he was doing with those was because, well, you guys lowered him into this thing because we're going to, okay, let's get him in. And so you did lower him in successfully. So he got into that area, but he got into the area using complete view of everybody. There was no place to stealth. So it's, to me, it's just like, so what if you roll a 20 on your stealth check? You're in a complete open. Yeah. There's no shadows here. Yeah, no. you're hanging from a landing. So yeah. From the point of view and context of where you're at, explain to me then how are you hiding in the wide open area like this? While you're dangling from the ceiling. While you're dangling. There's no logical yeah, way. I will give it to you if you can explain to me. It was the things that happened after that. But anyways, yeah, so he went along the rule of the And we didn't, and we ended up in a fight I can't see how there was any other way to finish no, that, which was I, the, I, the I, difficult part about this particular encounter is that you are in a mortuary, you want to take the body out of the mortuary. Yeah. Short of killing everybody in the mortuary, I can't see a way that we could have got it out. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, I understood his reason for, for doing all of those silly things that he was doing was because he got caught out what to do. And then for me, it became a point of at what point would the Sultan and his, his buddies be like, you just hurt this guy and gave him damage by accident. At what point would this turn hostile? And I was just like, it would get hostile because accident or not trying to make this look, you know, not hostile. Oh, I, I've accidentally killed one of your friends. No, yeah. it would only go, the buffoonery would only go so far. But as soon as you introduce violence into it, it's going to turn hostile. And so I was just like, Okay, it's it's gone hostile. Was that something that Morgan really, really, really wanted? I know that they like combat, but at the end of the day, I, I think that it, it was fairly natural from my point of view. I, I don't know if there was another way things could have spun. How did the module designer envisage this would end? Well, see, in the module designer thing, they actually they actually had Hasna arrive to complicate the situation, and I, I thought, oh, that's brilliant. So I, I wanted to throw it. I was definitely going to let, throw Hasna in, just as you guys were like, at some point, oh, we're going to make a deal. Hasna arrives. 
ah, and she's got papers, ah. I was just say, oh, that's that's fine. So that, I, that, I that, then, that then publicates the deal. Yes. So it must have been in the in the original site. It must have been that Hasna provides the power to overcome the Sultan. Well, it, it could be a three way battle. It could be she sides with Sultan or she sides with you. Well, if she, um, if she sides with Sultan, it's a TPK because we can't beat either of them. No. No. Um, but it, why? It's, it, so the it, question really is: is like to me, I. I where does it where does it go? What does she do? Like all I know is she wants the body because she needs to find a brine. That's all I know. Now, cl- clearly, this is what she won't want to do. Is she going to want to walk in there and kill everybody to do it? No, because no. why would she? Like an NPC, like would an NPC walk into a situation and and try to kill another NPC if they were strong enough? For sure. Why wouldn't yeah. they? But clearly, she knows that she can't get away with it. So she's trying. It's just dawned on me the answer, isn't it? I'm sitting there thinking, what's the answer to this one? And there, there is another alternative that I hadn't thought of. What's that? And that is that we have the rhyme hmm. that she wants, and we have the rhyme that Abdul wants. So we, we do have a choice as to whether we can trade it. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. And, and in, at, at the end of the day, Karima, isn't, you guys didn't tell her about the rhyme, did, did no, you? No, yeah. we haven't told her about the rhyme. Hmm. No. She's told us about the island. And again, this comes back down to the way that we didn't really handle the, the whole... Uh, when well, I look back at this whole session within the crematorium, we didn't handle it as well as we've handled other encounters. We, we were very sloppy about getting in our planning and getting yeah. down and finding things. I think that we, that we had an expectation that it would go a lot easier, that we would have places to hide, that the guys would be able to go and just stealth their way around the crematorium, find what they wanted, steal what they needed. Because there would be lots get of in, get out, there would be lots of places. hiding places yeah. and stuff like that, and it wasn't the case. And I, and I think as soon as the curtains were thrown back, we were well, completely and, tossed with no idea what to do. And and this is the thing is to me, I, I I didn't understand why you guys. Well, let's you know, let's do this instead of let's take open the curtains a little bit and take a peek around and get a look at the a lay of the land. And I tried to describe that it flayed out like this, like a bell flaying out under the underneath. I think the way that, yeah, I think it was the way. And, that and I, I did describe that you can see through here and stuff like this, but I still didn't understand why you guys would go down that road. But I think there was some confusion at, at that point in time about what we could see and what we mm-hmm. couldn't see. There was some confusion about all of yeah. that, how many people yeah. would fit into the hole yeah. into that area. But even so, when you look at it, even if we'd known what it was like, we still wouldn't have had a clue what to do. And I think yeah. that was borne out by the whole of that encounter. Yeah. We were confronted with an area where we couldn't hide. Yeah. We didn't have a, a, a good plan, a good cohesive plan yeah. of, of how to get to the body, how to get the information. And, we, and we, we would have spent three or four hours in session just sitting there at the top yeah. of the stairs going, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know yeah. what to do. And I mean, I, I did rush it at the end because I did say, to speak with the dad, I was like, what is she going to reveal? So I had her say, well, there's a rhyme. And it's called the Growling Sanctuary. And okay, that, that's some information. It's here in the city. And he was there. Now, what are you guys going to do with it? Yeah. And then I just had we had to wrap it up because it was getting late. And yeah, that was just at the end of it. So, which is the same thing you got to do now. Got to wrap it up because our time has passed. And yep, we're done. Alrighty, it was a, another good conversation, Mick. Thank you for that. <laughs>